This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. MPB would like to thank Daniel, Coker, Horton, and Bell and the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance for underwriting MPB programs. Your company can be an underwriter, too. Find out more. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting to find out how. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Michelle McAdoo sitting in for Liz Gill with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASC certified. Well, our guest today is George Taylor, president. Taylor Club George. Pre- Taylor George. Dyslexia <laughs> early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday. Taylor George. Oh, I love the name. Uh, Club president of the Mississippi Sports Car Club of America. Now, you're going to talk about autocross today and of course tell us all about what that is and what it entails well good morning everyone good morning taylor and allison um now you like to be a part of the show of course we're taking your auto uh calls all day and if you have calls about autocross give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING that's 1-877-672-7464 you can also email us to auto at mpbonline.com Org. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. All right. Autocross. You know, I'm, I, I drive a car, but that's pretty much it. Let me tell you what it is. <laughs> yes. Really quick definition. What is autocross? The number one best form of racing there is. Oh. Taylor agrees. No, I don't know if he agrees. But that's what I think. That's in Webster's Dictionary. If I looked it up yes. right now, that's what that was. It's Allison's be. Dictionary. Okay. <laughs> but uh, seriously, uh, let's talk about um, what you do and with your, and this is a hobby or would you say a hobby or just something you do in your pastime? Uh, it's definitely a hobby, but uh, the more you get involved, it it uh, will turn into more than a hobby. It takes yeah. a lot of your time If the more you want to get involved with it, but uh, it's it's very exciting. Um, we're the MSSCCA, the Mississippi Sports Car Club of America, which is a region of the national organization, which is Sports Car Club of America. Okay. And um, so how long have you been with this organization? I've been involved with the club since 2007 when I was going to Mississippi State University. And how long has it been operating in Mississippi? It's been like since the 60s or something, right? That's right. 1963 was when the organization, our club, was chartered. Uh, the the full organization SCCA started in 1944. Okay. Okay. And then we still race at the same places in Mississippi. It started way back then in at the Grenada Municipal Airport. I know we've been there That's forever. Right. And then I don't know if the Columbus Air Force Base. Those are the two places we race, y'all. If y'all are interested in autocross, um, so in the Columbus Air Force Base, been there a long time. That's right. I think I we've been at Columbus 25 years. Okay. Uh, I heard when it first started, they actually competed at the 
the Jackson Speedway, which okay. is actually in yeah. Clinton. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they used to compete there on the act- on the uh, ramp of the uh, track, the oval track. Wow, so this is cool. a um, racing club. If you will, yeah, mm-hmm. oh, and, it's, and it's international. International, it's, and they do this okay. all over the world. They do autocross all over the world. And are you a member of this particular uh, racing club? Yes, oh, yeah. Wow. I got back into it last year. I had raced years ago. I'd always been in love with autocross, and so I got back into it. I bought a, a Nissan 240SX to race and 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 jump right back in it head over heels. And and you know, I'm gonna ask when you say racing cars, you bought a car. What type of cars are the best racing cars? Well, for autocross. The thing that, that I love about it, and this is why I think it's the best form of racing there is, is you can literally race a car that's completely bone stock. There's a little bit of limitations on how tall it can be versus how wide it is so that it doesn't tip over. But uh, there's people out there racing four-door Honda Accords, stock BMWs. Uh, so you can literally race a stock car. My car was pretty much stock last year. But the thing is, you can you can stay stock. And it, you know, it's not very expensive at all. Or you can go completely bananas. So you have that option. Unlike, say, drag racing, that really, you just the entry level drag race, you have to spend a lot of money. You don't have to here. It does not put a lot of wear and tear on your car until you get a little bit more into it. It can, it, it can put a little bit of wear and tear on it, but it's really minor compared to what drag racing does or your hardcore road racing, which that gets really expensive on your your other level. So this is anyone. Can can do it, and that's what I love wow. about it. And um, you have to sign up for this club, um, become a member, pay dues, and things like that. So you actually can compete without being a uh, full annual member. They have what's called a weekend membership, which costs fifteen dollars. So you can come and try out and participate with the fifteen dollar weekend membership. And if you choose to get an annual membership later, you can use that fifteen dollars towards uh, the overall membership, which an individual membership is uh, eighty five dollars. A I year. believe right That's now a year. Yeah, and, and that includes discounts at Tire Rack, discounts with the we we do uh, business with the hotel chain, Choice Hotels, Choice That's right. Hotels, and then and then you get some other. I think discounts Mobile too. One has some discounts for oil. There's different discounts that you can get. I think there's for, a whole bunch of them. I think about is. it, and which would save you money. All right, so tell us what type of people would be interested in uh, motocross. I think everyone could be I that. Autocross. 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 Well, that's the right. thing I'm is, is it's good to learn mm-hmm. to teach you how to drive. So it's good for teenagers that are starting to drive to anyone after that. So it's it's really good on brushing up your skills. You said teenagers. I mean, yeah. I can imagine. I'm trying to let my daughter be safe on the road and don't text and right. drive. And then you say, let her go to autocross. She's racing. And she will learn how to pounding. drive. <laughs> well, and actually, in an emergency situation, it helps you know how your car is going to react. So oh, that's, Lord. Yeah, because you're going to lose control a little bit. You'll know how to brake and steer in an emergency situation. So they do them do a driving school for teenagers. So, yes, there's actually a program called the Teen Drive survival program it's and SCCA is a sponsor of that program along with BMW CCA and Tyrock is Tyrack is the lead sponsor but it's actually a program that's not focused on autocross it's focused on uh, teen drivers and and showing them uh, there's a classroom session and also some driving uh, session where you go out and and do uh, they come out and spray the area with a water like a fire truck will come out and so you'll learn how to handle the car in wet situations or uh, 
uh, lane change, uh, sudden braking situations. So it's actually a really good program. It's not connected to our autocross, but it okay. is sponsored by SECA. Okay, so cool. uh, if someone wanted to um, find out more information about that, they can go to what type of website and uh, get our kids involved. So with it's uh, Tyrac Street Survival School. Um, I, I'm not sure the actual website, mm-hmm. but. Uh, they should be able to Google search that. It's the Tyrac right. Street Survival School. But SCCA in itself, um, the Mississippi region predominantly focuses on autocross, but SCCA actually offers anything from uh, amateur racing all the way up to the professional racing ranks. So they have uh, autocross, which is what we're talking about today. They also have what's called rally cross, which is on a uh, similar to autocross, but on dirt. And they, they also have full door to door road racing, um, that you would do at full, uh, tracks, kind of like yeah. Barber motorsports or tracks like yeah. that. And Barber motorsports is in Alabama. That's right? correct. And you've it, got road Atlanta over there. So we don't have that here in Mississippi, but, but we do handle the, the autocross. That's correct. Well, for those who are just tuning in, let's tell everyone again, what autocross is. Uh, they're listening to this word. What is autocross? Yeah, what is autocross? What is autocross? <laughs> let's break it down again for everyone listening. So autocross is, it's actually a, um, it's a skilled driving competition is what's we, what we call it. We, we try not to use the word racing because uh, racing is actually uh, door-to-door racing. This is uh, an individual that brings the car out. Normally you have uh, a course that's around a mile long, at least at our sites at the Grenada Airport and also at Columbus Air Force Base. And the, the course will be comprised of uh, slaloms, uh, big sweepers, lane changes, and the driver will basically compete against the clock to see how fast they can get through the course without hitting any cones. Uh, top speeds are around 65 to 70 miles an hour, so it's not okay. not real high speeds. Yeah, and you usually don't get out of second gear. So if you can imagine that's as fast as you go in the car, it's really safe. There's helmets. Everyone has helmets. You said second gear, like, so it's only standard. Can you drive no. automatic? Yeah, yeah, mine's automatic. <laughs> I yeah. noticed you said uh, second gear. I'm yeah. like, I don't like standards. Your automatic will I'm... generally stay in second gear, too. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You know. So I actually started autocross when i was going to mississippi state and i had a 97 honda accord automatic cool (laughs) and um i was a part of the at mississippi state the formula sae program where we build a little uh, formula car for competition in michigan and i had never heard of autocross i always was enjoyed cars and and motorsports but in mississippi all i knew was drag racing and dirt track racing and they were too expensive to really get involved with so i went out to the columbus air force base and went to an event and just watched i didn't participate the first time i went but i was able to get rides you can ride along with with other drivers and you really get an idea of what the sport is and then for the next two two and a half years i i raced or drove my honda accord so you raced your auto uh, your in autocross you did you raced your auto um, Honda Accord. That's correct. Yeah. It was my Just daily regular driver. Car. Yeah. Regular car. That's that right. is neat. Yeah. Now uh, when we get back from break, we'll talk about what's coming up. Of course, the first of the year, the first big race of the year, yeah. and we'll talk about how many races you guys do throughout the year. And then of course we'll ask you more questions about autocross. And Allison, of course, is standing by to answer all of your auto questions. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one. 
1-877-672-7464. Plus, well, um, if you have any vehicle problems or anything, Allison is standing by. Plus, we'll have your auto recalls when we return. This is AutoCorrect, only on MPB Think Radio. Listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. Welcome back to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Michelle McAdoo sitting in for Liz Gill. Now, if you can't listen to our show all the way through live, find our podcast. I like to listen to podcasts when I walk my dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good time to do it. Though. Wow, it is. When you're walking your dog, it's a good time to listen to podcasts. And way you don't rush them. Okay. All right. All right. Well, today... <laughs> We uh, have a great guest in today. We have Taylor George. He's from Autocross. Now, he's the president of the Mississippi Sports Car Club of America. Welcome again. Thank you. All right. And, of course, we have Allison standing by to answer all of your uh, auto co- um, questions. Where are our calls a, today? I know. If you have a question about a car, if it's making a noise, <laughs> if your brakes, your tires, any question, give us a call. Again, I'm the number. I'm going to take this second, then, since we're, we have a moment. I just want to say hello to all of our regular listeners. Right. I appreciate y'all. I thank you so much. I've got my friend Brandon in Columbus and Allie, my aunt Andre in Oxford, Andre Walker, my friend Mike. I've got lots of regular listeners, and I really appreciate y'all if y'all are listening today. Hello, all and right. hello to all of our regulars. Yes, keep we, listening. we really appreciate everyone supporting MPB. Uh, and again, if you can't listen to the show live, you can always log on to mpbonline.org and listen to the podcast. But today, if you want to be a part of the show, the number to call is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. So uh, here are a list of recalls for the week. (laughs) We have a 2015-2019 Acura MDX. There's a TLX and Honda Accord. There's a 2019 Ford Fusion Energe. Now, Mercedes 2018 um, is on recall as well. Mm, that's interesting. See, they can be really minor. That's 
You know, it could be something tiny, 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 like okay. a little brake sensor or something. And right. Anything. And we had a show, a whole show about sensors, something. how yeah. they can just make your day just go crazy. Yeah. It's really something small, but it's it keeps mind. coming on. But uh, yeah. a lot of people have issues with sensors and things like that. Yeah. Well, if you uh, if you want to find out if your car has a pass recall, you can go to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's website at yeah. HTTPS www.nhtsa.gov slash recalls. Now, before the show started, believe it or not, we had a caller on this show at 9 o'clock this morning. I was like, oh, thank you. But the show starts at 10. But he was unable to call in at 10, so he actually gave me his question. And I'm glad he did because it was a great question. His question was uh, what we kind of talked about last week. The Tupelo Automobile Museum is closing March 28th. Um, yeah. A lot of people know that and a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. Also, I'll give you a little plug. They will be featured on my show, Next Stop Mississippi, next Friday. So wow. we'll have them featured as well. Well, we'll talk about everything Tupelo uh, Automobile Museum. Oh, that's awesome. And the events leading up to the uh, closing. But yeah. because of events, we're talking about events leading up, yeah. they're auctioning the cars. They are. Uh, mm-hmm. And his question to you, Allison, was how can you resurrect a car that's been sitting in a museum that long? What do you do? Well, uh, he, he may not be aware, but those cars have been running and have kept in, in excellent condition, those particular cars. They have... They have on-site mechanics that regularly go through and make sure those cars are all in running condition. So they're in really good shape. Um, so that's kind of um, not a big deal. But if you get an old car like that, there there are certain things like you've got to check in the, the gas in the tank, you know, whether the tank needs relined. That's obvious. Has Are the cylinders seized? You know, turn the crank and see if the cylinders seized. If they are, then pull the oil in there and see if you can get it to break loose. That sort of thing. Taylor, you got some thoughts on that? We yeah, the gas is definitely a, a big thing with with newer gas today with the ethanol. It's it's not yeah, good for your older up. carbureted engines. Okay, yeah. so if you are gonna uh, take a trip up to the uh, Tupelo uh, Automobile yeah. Museum, and Allison, speaking of trips, you mm-hmm. have a event to talk yeah. about. Yeah, so we have a whole group of car people getting together. One of the groups is Southern Fried Imports, and then it's just anyone who wants to go. I went ahead and said, let's let's all go. Whoever wants to go, we're meeting at. Applebee's in Ridgeland at 7 o'clock Saturday morning, this Saturday. And we're going to go up the trace to the Tupelo Auto Museum. They have an auto show going on there also. So it's just a big day, big event, a lot of cars. You'll get to meet me. I'll be there. And uh, and I'm going to try to be as obvious as I can that I'm a mechanic. I might wear my ASC certified hat or something like that so I stand out. But it's, it's going to be the chick talking a lot. <laughs> um, brown hair and glasses. And But I'll be there. And it's, it's going to be a lot of people. Big party in Tupelo this a week. Car party. Yes. So again, you guys are meeting in Ridgeland at Chili's at seven a.m. Applebee's. At Applebee's. 7. I said Chili's. <laughs> Applebee's in Ridgeland at seven a.m. And you're driving up to the Tupelo Automobile yeah. Museum on Saturday yeah. so for a big auto fun. party. Are yes. you going to go? I'm thinking about going. Yeah, Allison was telling me about it earlier. All right. Well, we have two callers on the line. We're going to go to Kathleen in Osaka. Good morning, Kathleen. I'm glad I caught y'all today. I had some work done on my car, and after the mechanic did it, the brake light keeps stuck on, and it seems to kind of almost seize. When I hit the brakes, especially if they're damp, it seems to to seize up. Almost tongue twisted there. Um, I don't know what it is, or if it's just a fuse or something. Can you help me out? 
Mm, it's not just a fuse or something like that, but was the work done? Was it related to the brake system? Well, you did a tune-up, so I don't know okay. if them, too. So. This, I think you just have something that's happening that's outside of what they did, because if he didn't mess with the brakes, then there's nothing. There shouldn't have been anything that he messed up on it. The brake light coming on can mean a few different things. It could be the fluid's low, which means you might have a leak somewhere. It could be uh, a brake sensor for the, the ABS is acting up. Usually ABS light will come on with that, too. But And it could be... Um, with the uh, just your brake is on your parking brake so there's a few different things so I'd have to look into that further and test drive it and see what's going on to really diagnose it but it's there's not a fuse really related to that so that I don't think that's what's happening and if your brakes feel like they're they're seizing up that, that yeah, I have no idea what that could be a caliper sticking or something like that. But that wouldn't particularly put a brake light off. So I'm not real sure what you have going on. I'd have to look into that further, Kathleen. Well, first thing I'm going to do is check my brake fluid and whatever it is. If uh, if I find the answer, I'll give y'all a call back okay. next week and let you know what was up. That'd be great, Kathleen. I I wish we heard more updates. In fact, everyone who's listening, you know, if you oh, want to call I do back, because and, there's women out there that just like me, gas water go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, guys are getting like that these days, so it's not just women anymore. Um, but yeah, if people would call back and kind of let us know how things went on things that we have helped with on the show, that'd be great. And yeah, so so let us know. Check your owner's manual too, Kathleen. That might lean you in a direction of kind of knowing why I do that brake light. Owner's man- I do have one. Great. Yep. Some cars are missing them. You can get them online if your car is missing them. You can download a PDF of your owner's manual. They're pretty much readily available for any car. If for some reason your car is missing it, but that can give you an idea of why that brake light turns on, kind of points you in a direction. Might might help. But let us know, Kathleen. All right. Thank you for calling in, Kathleen. A pleasure as always. We're going to move to Memphis, Tennessee, and speak with Carl. Good morning, Carl. Hi. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for calling the show. Okay, my problem, I own several old cars, and I'm just calling about a 2003 Cadillac CTS. Um, I had a warning light about checking the electrical charging system. I personally replaced the alternator after going to a parts store and getting what they told me to put on. I drove it for a few days, and then all of a sudden I got the same message. And not only that, I got uh, the alternator got so hot it was um, glowing red, and even the little of the... Um, plastic housing caught on fire so other than a bad alternator what would cause that holy smokes um yes, that's that, what I got yeah bad alternator <laughs> did uh, <laughs> did you um when you replaced the alternator it was diagnosed as the alternator having a problem is that correct or you just replaced I, it i just replaced it okay i hate it, it when it, people do that by the way Carl. Right. make sure it's your alternator it could have been wiring or something like that you could have a little resistance going there and it's building up heat at your alternator mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so, yeah. you're Well, obviously, you have to get another alternator, right? Yeah. Well, have you done that yet? It, no, I have not. That's such, it's such a difficult repair based on the way uh, the, it is. Why am I not surprised? Is this a Cadillac? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the, it's the most. As a matter of fact, I had told people for several days I would never do this repair. Oh, my yeah. God. Really? And now I will. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, get you a, a, a well-rebuilt 
or brand new alternator at this point and then you're going to have to go from there make sure your connections are tight make sure the connections are tight that go to your battery too and you're going to have to kind of go from there and start from scratch again and see if that fixes your problem. So is there, there's no systemic issue that you would, you would think of immediately that might... Uh, now, Besides wiring or if the belt was too tight, the, the voltage uh, regulator, it's within your alternator on that car. So, so is, that, is that a likely... Uh, yeah, because that, absolutely. That, and so that would just be a bad alternator, right? Yeah. At that point, you just re- you rebuild it. And um, so, yeah, you're going to have to replace the alternator and then see what's up. And that, that might fix it since it, if it's the voltage regulator and that's what acted up on it. It could be that. could be the belt was too tight. But that probably right. has a tensioner. I couldn't well, really see that happening or, I, or automatic tensioner. Right. I didn't, you know, naturally, I didn't do anything differently to the belt. I didn't change the tension yeah okay right. well right. let us know on that carl i sure will you have thank to start you. back i'll from be scratch. calling back on another car i'm sure right. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank, thank you, you carl all, all right. right all right well, we're gonna move to uh horn lake and speak with david good morning david thanks for calling the show uh well i got a book of buyer oh i got a 19 1990 chevrolet pickup and the heat quit working the heater, the blower's working fine, and the uh, uh, the little heater control thing where you direct your airflow from de- heat to defrost, that's working fine. So I got the bright idea; it's probably the thermostat. So uh, I got one bolt out. I bought one of these wrenches that's got a uh, you can adjust the uh, make it longer to get more leverage. Yeah, I got one. So uh, I got one bolt out without any problem. The other bolt was real hard, so I uh, loosened the ratchet and got and. It out as far as it can go, and guess what happened? I broke the boat off. Congratulations, you are now a mechanic. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, uh, my question to you is um, I've had a couple of people say, tell me maybe I could get uh, somebody to weld a bolt on top of the broken one, and then uh, someone said, uh, uh, get an easy out. But uh, since the boat, I couldn't break it loose with the with the uh, three eighths, you know, um, yeah. ratchet extended out as far as it would go. What's my repair options? Is it rusted? Uh, well, I say it is. It broke uh, put penetrant put, on it for I'll one. You're going to have to penetrate. You on. did. Did you use a wire brush on it? Well, it's broke off flush even where the. So it's broke off flush. You're going to have to use an extractor uh, drill bit to. You're going to drill a little hole in there. Just get you a, a good extractor. Man, I used one recently that was really good. And I couldn't tell you. I got it from O'Reilly's. So they have some good extractor tool bit kits there, but you're going to drill a little hole in there, and then you put the extractor in there and and turn it and hope that it comes loose. Hopefully that works. Uh, if that doesn't, you're just going to have to drill it to where you can be real careful not to get into your threads on your housing and get that those those bolt fragments out of there and clean it up and maybe retap it so that can get a little bit more extensive with that if you don't feel comfortable with that a shop should be able to do that pretty easily should should huh? if it's not yeah so the, it can be a little bit of a pain dealing with the broke off bolt like that it, since it's flush you can't you can't weld something on on top of it obviously so you'll have to drill that one out but that's that's what you're kind of working with and I wish I could remember. Do you have an extractor kit, Taylor? I got one from Ace Hardware from yeah. um, Clinton. Okay. It was pretty good. I can't remember yeah. the brand, though. 
Yeah, yeah. So they have them out there, mm-hmm. and they and they work really well. I think I had one that was kind of not that good. It was the cheaper one at O'Reilly's. I just tried it for the heck of it, and then it ended up being like the next step up, or so, and it worked really, really well. So, good luck with that. one. that's that's those are headaches. That's what makes mechanics need to be paid what we get paid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Have a good day. Well, thank welcome. you, David. Uh, and that's what we do here at AutoCorrect. If you have any questions or uh, suggestions or comments for David or a question for Allison and Taylor, please give us a call. It's time for us to take another break, but when we return, we'll continue talking about autocross with our guest, Taylor George. Plus, we're still taking your auto repair questions. Now, the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can also email us at auto at mpbonline.org. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Your old car is kind of like that hairstyle you had in high school. Really cool back in the day. But that old car is still cool when you donate it to MPB Think Radio. Go to mpbonline.org for details. Then sit back and enjoy the ride. Now that's cool. Welcome back. You're listening to AutoCorrect with our lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker. And I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, sitting in for Liz Gill today. The dog now, lover. Yeah. <laughs> the dog lover. I like that. Uh, we've been talking autocross with our guest, Taylor George, from the Mississippi Sports Car Club of America today. And, of course, taking your auto questions. Now, before we get back to the questions, because I'm sure, sure we have a lot, I want to ask you uh what's coming up soon how often do you guys race and do you have a race coming soon so we do our first event of the year is actually at grenada airport next weekend march 2nd and 3rd and we try to have an event every month alternating between grenada and columbus air force base Uh, so we start in march and our last event of the year is october late october so our schedule is actually posted on our Facebook page, which is Mississippi Region SCCA, as well as our website, MSSCCA.org. Great. And then we're hosting a Pro Solo National this year, which is awesome for Mississippi to be able to do. And that's April 12th through the 14th. That's right. Yeah, that's going to be a great, great opportunity for our club. And we uh, we thank the support from the city of Grenada. They've been very helpful. But uh, it's actually a national event that we're hosting. So uh, our events normally what we call regional events. So there's 116 different regions across the United States and, and also outside the U.S. So they have what's called a national tour event, mm-hmm. autocross national tour, and we're actually going to have an event called the Pro Solo, which is actually a little bit different than a normal autocross. It mixes elements from drag racing and autocross together. You have mm-hmm. two uh, mirrored courses, and so your drivers will actually start from a typical drag tree a three light drag tree and then they run identical courses on the left and right so it it kind of ties the two together so it's going to be very exciting so what would a spectator um expect to see if they came to one of um these days 
So, yeah, uh, spectators, there's no cost to come and spectate, actually. Uh, so you can show up to an event, and we usually start the first car usually starts out about 10, 45 a.m., 11 o'clock time frame. We actually open the gates at 8 a.m. So a spectator could show up around, uh, you know, late 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And what they would see is a course of cones set up on the airport ramp. And they could actually catch rides with uh, drivers. So yeah, we have loaner a, helmets. A, a, a slip to, to... All right, a waiver. That's right. There is a, there is a wow. waiver that's signed. Uh, SCCA has really good insurance. So they will uh, give you a helmet and let you ride. That's right. So, so you're saying fine. if I came to this event on March 2nd and 3rd, I can sit and watch. And then if I get some gumption, I can actually go down and ask one of the drivers to ride with them? Yeah. That's you, right. Wow. Yeah. That's a great way to experience autocross. And it is an adrenaline rush like you wouldn't believe. My heart so is it's, uh, it's beating it. faster just thinking about it right now. Yeah. My, that's interesting. I didn't yeah. know that you can do that. Yeah. So is that the same as drag racing? Can people uh, get in the car with not a drag, a drag racing? racing? You can. You, it's not some. You can, but most you can. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more dangerous. Right. Drag racing is very dangerous. Right. So wow. Yeah. And again, Allison, we had a caller that wanted to know again about your uh, trip this weekend. All right. So that's on February twenty third, seven o'clock in the morning. In Richland, this, this Saturday, Saturday <laughs> at Applebee's, we're meeting at seven, and then we'll make it down to Tupelo by I'm not sure how long it takes. So actually, I have no idea. Maybe and tell them again what you guys 10. doing and where you're going. We're going to the Tupelo Auto Museum. It's going to be closing in March. March 28th. So we made a big event to go out there and go ahead and view it. And for those who haven't, go out and catch it before it closes. It is an awesome thing that Mississippi has. I hate that it's closing. I know something so nice. The guy that called this morning, he talked about. Uh, uh, that unfortunate set of events that's closing the museum. Um, we don't want any museums in Mississippi to close. No. You know, it takes a lot of money to run a museum as well. Um, and then those cars are up for auction. Let people know that. They so are. this is a good weekend to go up there to uh, view the uh, cars. You may get one. If yeah, in high the, quality um, cars. Mm-hmm. I imagine. I hope they do well. All right, we're going to go back to the phone lines and start with uh, Bud in uh, Gaucher. Good morning, Bud. Good morning. Thanks for calling the show. You have a question or comment for Allison? Comment on the last gentleman that had a broken off bolt in his block. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, just to let him know that your ideas may be all right, that, you know, easy out. But if he breaks that off, it's even harder to get that easy out. Out. So he needs to be very careful. It is really hard. You're right. It is. You have to be really careful not to damage your threads or your actual housing because depending if it's attached to the block or, you know, if that's even replaceable, and it probably isn't, um, yeah, you're, you're dealing with something a little, a, very serious. So, yeah, you do have to be very careful with that. That's why I kind of – he he may want to let uh, shop do that, and, you know, and experience that. So I brought that up and someone that's kind of dealt with that day in and day out, yeah. you know, because that's a common thing to have to deal with as a mechanic. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It would just cost him a whole lot more if he broke it off than if he would have taken it to the to a shop and have them do it from the beginning. Uh, maybe they might have could have heated it up or something like that to get that bolt out of there. It just depends on how stuck that bolt is, really. You know, right. so that's what it what it depends on. So hopefully he'll get it out without having any problem with his housing. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank bud. you, bud. All right, we're going to move to Oxford, Mississippi, and speak with Seth. Good morning, Seth. Hi. 
Hi, how you doing? I'm doing good today. Just uh, doing a little work. Um, Kathleen hey. called in about our brake lights. Yeah. On. I had that problem this summer, and it drove me crazy. And it's probably a really easy fix. There's a little black rubber stopper, and if you get laid on your back in your driver's uh, floorboard and follow your brake pedal all the way up to where the actual brake light switch is, there's yeah. a hole that needs that black rubber stopper because the way the brake light switch works is when it is not engaged, the lights stay on. And then when you push the brakes, and or I'm sorry, it's when it, yeah, it stays engaged naturally. Like when you let your foot off the pedal, it engages the switch and makes them turn off. And then when you push on the pedal, it um, causes a, a gap so that the switch opens up and comes on. And I so see basically what you see. that little black stopper between the pedal and the switch is, is not touching. And usually on cars that are 10 years old or so, that black rubber thing will just get dry and break one day when it hits the switch. And your switch is probably fine. Um, and you just need a little, you can get it for $10 from the dealer for your car or a dollar from AutoZone for a generic one. And any mechanic worth his salt can get on his back and put that little stopper in that hole and fix the problem. Well, thank you, Seth. If it's not that, you'll be right there at the switch. I actually thought she was saying something different, so maybe I misunderstood her. She's talking about her rear brake lights are just her brake lights are on, not the brake light on the dash. I thought she was saying the brake light on the dash was on. Yeah, I think she's talking about like her actual yeah, just the actual brake lights on, on. which will that'll drain your battery down. You know, right? So yeah, because they're usually it's hot all the time. Your battery and your cables and all that, and even your switch, and then it turns out to be this little three dollar stopper piece. (laughs) You're a hundred percent right. Right, if that's what and she was saying, is her brake light was on back yeah. there. It could very much be that that little I've piece back there behind the brake switch. And that's like the last thing they ever think of is that little black piece. But mm. it, that's it why you have to work through. Your switch. You got one on your gas pedal for your cruise, and one on your brake for your brake pedal. Thank you. Yeah, that's yeah. a good tip. So hopefully she hears that and is, is still listening. You're right, and it's usually something simple. Yeah. It, you know, something like it took that. Me a few days of fiddling with. But I figured it out. I was like, if I ever can share this information with somebody, I'm going to. <laughs> well, thank you, well, thank Seth. you, Seth. Thank you very much okay. for calling in. We love when our listeners help our other callers. They had to help your job, huh, Allison? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to move to uh, Macomb, Mississippi, or McCool. We have a McCool, <laughs> That's McCool. Too. Okay, McCool, Mississippi. And uh, and speak with Penny. <laughs> Good morning, Penny. I learned a new city this morning. Okay. <laughs> um I'm having problems. I've had problems with a car that it would just turn over, turn over, turn over, and will not start up. And it did it intermittently for about a couple of months. Took it in, had them evaluate or diagnose it, and nothing. They couldn't find anything wrong with it. Couldn't find a problem. Sounds like your fuel pump's going out. It's it's a quintessential. Fuel pumps tend to taper off, so they'll kind of act intermittent. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it's not turning on, you need to see if fuel is coming to the top of the engine. What vehicle is it? It's a Dodge Caravan 2011. <laughs> um, wow, so that's pretty young to be having a problem. Fuel pump, no. And it worked well for about a week, and it started doing the same thing, and this time it hmm. would not start up at all. I mean, it would just roll, 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 roll. And I'm, well, a, You I know, I have to wonder, because on those... Um, Let's see. It's a lot of American cars. They have the Delphi, I think, uh, power, uh, excuse me, fuel pump. If you don't replace it with that, if you use the power something, I forget what the other one, precision. 
uh, that's that's sold at a lot of auto stores. It's it's not the original equipment brand. The original equipment is Delphi. If you put in one that's not original equipment, they don't work long at all. Just so everyone knows that when I replace those, I refuse to replace them unless they're the Delphi unit. Um, or I let them know very well that it's not going to last long. They never do. Um, but so if it say if it was the Delphi unit and you still have that problem, and you, the wiring needs to be checked. Like to me, I I don't know. I'd want to kind of I'd have to probably look at that a little further and make sure it's getting fueled to the the top of the engine, making sure it's getting enough power to pump enough fuel. Maybe your fuel pressure is not mm-hmm. correct. So besides it being a fuel problem. Uh, I'd have to look further into that, but that's my guess on that being that vehicle that you're still having a fuel problem. Now, and they want to replace. They said some kind of computer with it. Um. So you know, it's getting quite expensive here. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I don't know. Without further, there's no way I can know from looking, from listening to you on here, Penny, and, and make an idea. But I would hope that they kind of take their time in diagnosis and, and being willing to, to pay for the diagnosis to make sure you get this problem the first time, right. hopefully, and realize that that does cost. And when you're having a car like this where it's kind of like intermittent and you're not really sure what's going on and it's kind of been a little bit weird, then it, it might take a second and a really good diagnostician to figure that out before they're just saying replace that computer and it could be the computer no offense chrysler tends to have electrical problems so it it could be but i'd want to know for sure you know so make sure you have a good mechanic looking at it okay well thank you thank you penny hopefully you can get your problem fixed uh you know before we go to break we talk about that that's one of my pet peeves when you have a car and you don't know what's wrong with it and you spend all this money to try to figure out what's wrong with it and it never it wasn't that so that's a very good point make sure you have someone a diagnostic check correct yeah and and go through those steps mm -hmm. to diagnose it and try your best to eliminate a bunch of stuff as i see a lot of people replacing stuff like the guy with the Mm -hmm. caddy earlier just replacing something doesn't know for sure if that's even what was wrong and that's a really expensive part so yeah it it, it pays to pay for the diagnostics exactly. if that makes sense I like that well it's time for us to take our last break of the show but when we return we'll wrap up our conversation with Taylor George from the Mississippi SCCC SCCA plus we're still taking your repair questions now the number to call is 1-877-MPB-RING that's 1-877-672-7464 or you can send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. This is AutoCorrect, only on MPB Think Radio. to autocorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome 
Welcome back. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Michelle McAdoo filling in for Liz Gill today with our special guest, Taylor George. He is the um, regional executive with the Mississippi Sports Car Club of America. That's a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, we've been taking your auto questions throughout the show. Again, there's still time for you to get your question in. The number to call is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Before we get to the callers, let's wrap um, up some few few questions with you, uh, Taylor. Let's talk again about the event that's coming up, uh, the two races that are coming up, and how people can get involved. Yes, yeah, so we have our first autocross event at the Grenada Airport next weekend, March 2nd and 3rd, Saturday and Sunday. And it's not a combined event, so you can participate either Saturday or Sunday or both. And the reason we do that is to allow uh, people from uh, far off. We have folks from Arkansas and, and Tennessee that come to our events, so this gives them opportunity yeah. to participate in two events in Which a is kind of unusual for Mississippi. As far as I understand, most of them are the other states surrounding us just do Sunday. That's correct. So it's get, usually most other days. regions are just one day events, but we've been doing this a long time and we've gotten a lot of positive feedback for doing it. So, All right. And uh, again, those shows are coming up March 2nd. You have the, the yeah, races. the first That's is March, March 2nd, 2nd and, 3rd. and 3rd in Grenada. And uh, again, how can people get involved? So if you want to participate, you can register. The online registration is open right now. If you get on our website, there's a link on the website to the online registration. Uh, there's also on our Facebook page, we have an event set up for the March 2nd and 3rd event, and it has online registration there. Yeah. So you can register online up until Friday uh, the 1st, or you can show up the day of the event and we have registration will be from 8 a.m. to about 9.30 a.m. So you can show up and register on site. There will be a $5, it's a $5 upcharge if you register on site versus online. So if you register online, you can, if you're on the fence about it, you can register and you don't have to pay till you get on site. So okay. it, it just helps us with the registration process. And knows, it's know who will be there That's and things correct. like that. And also, I like the part you said, if uh, spectators want to come and watch and then we decide we yeah. want to get in the car with someone and maybe experience it on the non-driving side, we can do that as well. Yeah. By signing That's away. right. You kind of get, get a little taste mm-hmm. for it. Uh, that's what I did when I first came out and I was hooked real fast. Like, you just wouldn't believe how much fun you can have. It's hard to tell drag racers how much fun it is because they swear just going in a straight line is fun. I mean, it is. I've drag raced. It's nothing compared to So autocross. you're going in courses and going through cones. Right. And it's a it, difference. It is, it is a monster going through there as fast as you can. Okay. It's a lot of fun. We're going to try to take uh, our last two callers. We're going to start with Ma- Lane in Madison. Good morning, Lane. Good morning. Um, many years ago in the 70s, my husband and I were members of the uh, Mississippi Sports Car Club. And um, we did two events that I don't know if y'all still do, but if you do, talk about them. Jim Connor and Road Rally. So, yeah. Uh, Hey, Lane, uh, Road Rally, uh, They the club used to do Road Rally events, I'm told, uh, but currently uh, the Mississippi uh, Club does not do Road Rally events. I think Arkansas does. No? No, I'm, not. I'm thinking they of may, Rally uh, But SCCA does have Road Rally uh, type events. I know on the main website, SCCA.com, there's an upcoming events tab at the kind of the middle of the screen, and you can put in your zip code and see 
what events are close by. Now, uh, we've talked about doing road rally events with some of our former members. Uh, we just haven't set one up. Right now, we're predominantly focused on autocross. But uh, you make a good point. A road rally is a completely different type of event. It's, it's, it's laid back. It's, uh, you actually go from different points uh, on public streets, and it's not a race. You just have different things you have to accomplish. And uh, it's a very fun kind of family-oriented type event. Lane, you going to get back in it? You going to come race with us? <laughs> I, I'll probably come as a spectator. How about that? That would be great. Oh, you can come great. ride with me, Lane. I, I, I do want to invite anyone. Do you want to come up? You, really? you can ride with me anytime. Really? I and love so, having people yeah, ride with me. Yeah, as Taylor said, those are fun, fun events. Isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's Thank a good time. Right. Thank you, Lane. Well, thanks for calling in, Lane. Blast from the past. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to um, try to get this last call in from Keith. Good morning, Keith. Thanks for calling. Hey, good, good morning, ladies. Frequent listener. Um, Great. Not much of a mechanic, but I can wear out some YouTube. And um, I have a 2011 <laughs> Equinox. Um, when you turn on the fan motor for the AC or the heat, sometimes it will come on, sometimes it won't. I replaced the fan motor sensor that did not... Um, affect it, but um, when you have the, uh, the the switch on and the fan's not blowing, there's a really loud tick in it as well. Um, any suggestions? Your motor, your actual fan motor itself, I think you were talking about the resistor that you placed. The fan motor yourself maybe have some squirrels have dropped some nuts or something in it, and it's acting up. So you need to drop that down and look inside of it. Thank you for calling. All right. <laughs> well, we're gonna, uh, if you want to email Allison, you can always email the show to um, autocorrect, auto at mpbonline.org to get your question if you didn't get your question in today. Well, that will wrap us up for today. Thank you for joining us. And thank our guest, Taylor George, with the MSSCCA. Uh, Thanks for having me. Thank you again. (laughs) And if you want to have more information, know more information about Autocross, you can go on our website, and I'll post a um, link to your website. All right. Well, that will wrap us up for today. Our call screener was Java Javin, and our board engineer was Jay White. For Allison Walker, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Up next is our Thursday Southern Remedy Show, Kids and Teens, with Dr. Morgan McClellan. Join us again next Thursday at 10 a.m. for AutoCorrect, only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.